Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. I'm so grateful that you've made time to check in and listen in today. With us is Deb Taylor from Mindful Movement Program. Deb's mission is to shine a light on best practices for healthy, happy, more energized living. As a wellness specialist and mindfulness facilitator, Deb infuses her mindful movement trainings with guidance in breathwork, movement, sound healing, intention setting, and more. Deb has created the Mindful Movement Program, which is now being implemented in the corporate world and throughout the education system. Her knowledge and understanding has come from more than 20 years of formal and self-directed education in the classroom, in yoga, YTT 200 hours, in mindfulness, MBSR, in music, Bachelor of Arts and Bachelor of Education, and in mind-body wellness. Deb thrives as she guides and supports people of all ages in bringing more acceptance, compassion, and peace into their home life and work life and school life. Deb, I am so grateful to have you here on the podcast. Welcome. Hayes, it is so good to be here. I'm, I'm really, really overjoyed to be able to share and chat with you. I mean, I like to chat with you about everything, but um, on this platform is just exciting to mm. share. Awesome. Thank you so much. So as always, I love to get started by asking guests to define your grit. Can you share your G, R, I, and T words so we can speak to each one individually? Yes, I would love to. So, you know, my G, R, I, and T words have changed over the years. And uh, right now, they the ones that are really speaking to me mostly, mm-hmm. uh, my G is gratitude. I usually start with an aspect of gratitude when something comes along my way where I have to pull off some grit. Mm. And then my R is reasons. I need my good reasons mm. to support the drive, um, the moments I take, and the energy, really. Mm. I My I is innovation. Mm. Yeah. It's a, I love that word. I love the huge umbrella. It broadens to creativity and uh, creation. Mm-hmm. And my T is time. Mm. I really have a very interesting, I call it my tango with time. And mm. I thought you'd like that alliteration, I Hayes, well, yes. because I do have the tango with the time because sometimes I, um, oh, I just forget mm. that it exists and I am so in the moment and bringing awareness to time mm-hmm. really helps me um, with my grit efforts, 
Let's Beautiful. put it that way for now. <laughs> I like that. We're going to put it that way for now. Yeah. Things may change by the end of our uh-huh. conversation. But again, that's what time makes available to you. Beautiful. And now, do you feel that your grit words compete with each other? Or they cooperate with each other? Or do you think they connect with each other? Oh, I, you know what? I thought this was a really interesting um, aspect because this is in the workbook, which I love your workbook. And I really believe that my grit words all really elevate and enhance and empower each other. And yeah, it's sometimes you wonder, like, how does reason have to do with time Mm -hmm. or how does innovation have to do with time or gratitude? Mm -hmm. But for me, when I put them in perspective, given a specific situation or in general, it really does. um, They they enhance each other. And that's a powerful experience because again the question there is no wrong answer there is no right answer i just really invite people to be in that space of are the words i'm operating from what kind of energy is that bringing so i'm excited for you that they are so intertwined and you see them all moving in a way that makes it even more powerful to have that platform for you to essentially move forward from a place of any one of these letters is pushing me in the same direction totally and you know i it, the the cool thing about it is I never thought of it until you I read it in your workbook. Mm. I never realized that my grit words really did align with each other and elevated each other and mm-hmm. empowered and sort of like was the wind beneath the wings of the other one uh, to be cheesy. So good. Because um, I just never thought of it, how they could relate. But for me, I believe that when they do relate and align and empower – Uh, It sits right with my heart. It feels really right. And I I feel really aligned in my effort. So that using my grit, I'm not making one aspect of my qualities and character and energy going into uh, my grit more difficult than I have to, but Mm -hmm. actually it's making it smoother. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that because I, I, I really, I've gone through periods of time since I've gotten your book that Mm -hmm. I have used what are my grit words right now in yes. this situation? Because sometimes I, I change them out. I'm not sure if you yeah. say that's a good idea, but that's I do. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> okay. perfect. And if they don't align, I sometimes maneuver a word and shift it, like yeah. from creativity to innovation. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a word isn't big enough or isn't as deep enough mm-hmm. as I need it to be, yep. given my other pieces. Yep. And I'm so grateful for the enthusiasm of your answer because two things. First of all, the whole idea of knowing your grit is really spending time learning about yourself. So in addition to picking the words, as you said, you've done, it's the more time you can reflect on the relationship between the words that is giving you insight into how you operate and into how much you set yourself up for success by the fact that, for example, you even, as soon as you think of gratitude, you're already coming with the reasons and you're you're even more powerful than you realized because you stopped to think about those words that you initially chose to identify your power. And when you are feeling elevated, that's already one step above the obstacle. That's one perspective that you may not have had before. So I love and I'm grateful for your articulate description of how knowing your grit is multifaceted and it's this evolving experience. Don't just pick your words. Don't just stop there. Reflect on the relationship, which takes it to another level of power for you. Oh, you know what? That, what you just said really resonates. I, I said this out loud yesterday when I was talking to one of my children. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
wisdom comes from the reflection, mm-hmm. among other things. Mm-hmm. We need to reflect on our situations, our circumstances, and how our, we got through it in our gritty ways mm-hmm. so that we don't just but keep bumping into the same kinds of mm, obstacles mm-hmm. over and over again, but we uh, tap into some built wisdom that yes. we've learned from our reflection. So, I mean... The, the fact that time is my tea is so mm-hmm. ironic because if you know me, I really do, um, I don't say that I wrestle with time anymore, mm-hmm. but I used to. And th- th- can I tell you a little story? Please do. So this was a really neat thing. I don't know if anybody else, I know everybody else, mm-hmm. or lots of other people anyways, wrestle with, with time yeah. or time management or have trouble with, um, you know, I have trouble with um, doing certain mathematical things in my brain. Mm-hmm. So when I have to leave at a certain time to get to somewhere, but I have to make a stop and then, okay, mm. so what time, so that kind of time management is extra challenging for me uh, compared to some of my friends who Mm. can, you know, figure it out very quickly and they're never late. So I know that about myself now. And it took a long time to actually figure out that it wasn't just the obstacles externally. It was me and my perception. And then bringing Mm. awareness, Mm -hmm. bringing the, uh, the intentional reflection brought wisdom. So, ah, okay. So time has to be part of my grit or ain't going to (laughs) happen. So, so that's really a a fun, fun thing um, for me because so what I was going to tell you about my time story was I was wrestling with time management. I was feeling that because I'm at this point in my life, run my own mindfulness business that, Hey, if I don't do it, nobody's doing it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you always, so I was wrestling with this sense of anxiety every day Mm -hmm. while I was doing one task because I had seven more to do on my to-do list that I really wanted to get done by three or by Mm -hmm. tomorrow or whatever. And so I wasn't resting in the present moment mm-hmm. to accomplish each and every task. Oh. I was feeling anxious about this one because mm-hmm. I was feeling anxious about the other ones. It wasn't helping me. It wasn't mm-hmm. helping my creative flow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't helping my um, my mindfulness practice. Yes. So, and my just my general self, my stomach, I couldn't digest very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it affects all of us, right? All, yeah. all the different aspects of ourselves. So I just so happened booked my very first um, silent retreat. Mm. And it was a day-long, eight-hour silent retreat. And, you know, for those of you who've never been on a silent retreat before, not everybody's silent. The facilitators are not silent. So um, I had friends ask me, like, what do you guys do? Like, just stare at each other all day or whatever. But no, it's um, guided, you know, body scan meditation or a a mindful walk or Mm -hmm. different things like that you do throughout the day. Well, because for eight hours, I was practicing present moment awareness mm-hmm. and practicing and wrestling. I mean, through that, you go through this the feelings and emotions of, oh, this is awful. Oh, I'm going to, my head's going to pop off. Yep. Oh, I, this is boring. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Hang on. This is kind of awesome. No, this is boring again. And all of that. Okay. Yep. So your mind and you. And the, the practice is meeting all of those feelings and emotions with an open heart mm-hmm. and with compassion and with patience. Yep. By the end of my eight hours, yes. I didn't want to come out of my silent retreat. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So it was in a real state of present moment awareness. And that next day, 
I go down to my desk and I work all day. And I realized by the end of the day that I didn't have the anxiety. Okay. I didn't have that anxiety of, oh, what are all the things I had to do? I just was in the present in the moment, moment with this task yes. and then the next one and so on. I didn't change any of my like technical habits, mm-hmm. but it was my inner Your mindset. mindset. Inner, yeah. It lasted about, I'm going to say five days. It was okay. amazing. <laughs> um, and then the default programming started coming in again. Yeah. But because of that, um, I sort of, semi-regularly attend a, a, a silent retreat okay. because I know it's healthy for me. Yes. But also I have tools to recognize. So it's not as bad as it used to be. Correct. And that's why I can say I yes. don't wrestle with it anymore yep. because, you know, there is a play, there's a tango. There's a tango. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. But yeah. um, it's definitely with more ease. Mm-hmm. And even playing into your mindful movement title of the work that you do, you are now not wrestling with time. You are tangoing with time, which is a very different visual, a different experience. If you entangle, it's a partner. You two are in fact owning an outcome. You two are in fact owning a relationship, whereas wrestling, there's a winner, there's a non-winner, there's just limbs and stuff flying yeah. everywhere. So even you're, again, using words that serve you to tango with time is a very different interaction than wrestling with time. So congratulations on finding that power and that that reality that reflection matters. Totally. Thank you. Love it. Oh, so good. All right. So now I'm curious because you've done some incredible work through Mindful Movement since its inception over 20 years ago. I would love to hear how a focus on your R word, reasons, really fueled your fire as you came up against repeated resistance on the powerful path that you forged. Well, um, so let's see. It's been quite an evolution. The whole... um, trajectory of my life has been in this, um, I'm going to call it like a ray. Mm. (laughs) Uh, um, I've always been heading in a a similar direction, but it's been a broad ray, like almost like a floodlight instead Mm. of a narrow um, focus. It hasn't Mm. been necessarily really linear, but zigzaggy in a beautiful, curvy, very fluid, dancey Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, So my business is um, the Mindful Movement Program was really um, an evolution out of need. Um, So I was a classroom teacher for 20-ish years, and I taught everything from JK to grade 12, actually OAC when we had it, Mm -hmm. grade 13. And I have um, acquired many teachables because, you know, that saying... Um, I think it was the Buddha that says the beauty comes out of suffering, mm-hmm. right? And out of the mud, the lotus flower blooms. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my out of my first family um, discomfort and dysfunction and trauma, I acquired a whole bunch of um, teachables mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go home while I was in university. Right. So instead, I stayed at school and just got another minor. Mm-hmm. And so I have five teachables now. Amazing. And I feel because I was open-hearted to say, how can I be productive and meet my own needs mm-hmm. and emotionally you know, keep myself safe, mm-hmm. but work toward my own productivity, my own self-fulfillment, my yes. own gain. Um and keep my spirit yes. healthy. Uh, it it sent me on this path. So when um, my classroom formal classroom teaching career seemed uh, to need a shift, yes. I was really open 
I really love change. Okay. Like, I love change. Yeah. Um, and when I felt that I needed to focus more on mental health and uh, comprehensive well-being, mm -hmm. comprehensive wellness, comprehensive wellness. This is yes. what I was all about in my, in my own life. And um, I wanted to be that support for my family. Mm -hmm. So w it naturally came to happen that I would be so thirsty to learn about uh, mental health in, the, in terms of meditation and mm -hmm. the mindfulness-based stress, stress reduction, MBSR program, mindfulness-based um, uh, mindful moments and, and present moment awareness, basically, mm -hmm. and how we can compassionately meet our self-criticisms with uh, open arms yes. and um, patience. And, and acceptance. Acceptance and kindness. So through that, I started practicing and sharing it with my personal clients. So I became a personal trainer and I mm -hmm. always kind of was a, a mm -hmm. aerobics instructor and movement. Yes. And, and I had a really firm belief that physical health really helped our mental health from mm -hmm. a very young age. Mm -hmm. So um, from there, I started getting asked, can you, you know, one of my clients was a principal, can you come into my staff room and just Amazing. share what you're doing with my staff? Yeah. Uh, this was like in the middle of... Um, um, teachers um, on strike, which was very, okay. very stressful. Then it came to uh, one of my clients had a daughter who couldn't get out of bed because mm -hmm. of her mental pro uh, health um, concerns. Can you, can my daughter come with me to mm -hmm. you? And oh yeah, for sure. Oh. We'll do a little bit of yoga. We'll do some mind mindfulness meditation. Yeah. And then a teacher came and asked me to come into her class of grade ones and then another class of grade twelves. And it was just so easy to share what was working for me and my family and my friends yes. that I was just sharing. Yes. So in, in, in this way, um, curriculum was written. Yes. So I, I hate to say that I wrote the curriculum because it was such an ensemble effort. Mm -hmm. The child and youth counselors out of the, like the Holton Catholic, um, board, the Holton board parents, uh, my, my private clients who yes. were children, uh, eight, year olds yes. and uh, 18 year olds mm -hmm. helped me craft and create this program yes. because you know I'd try something and be like uh oh, I'm not feeling that but mm -hmm. how about if we do this mm -hmm. so this was a really beautiful organic way that yes. the curriculum um, was written and so from now into my reasons um, I need a really good reason to do what I'm doing. Yes. Uh, you know, when you go into a big school board, it's a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of people to mm -hmm. align yes. with initi initiative. Yeah. And if I don't have a really good reason, I'll, it's I need my purpose. I need yes. my sense of purpose. Amazing. When My reason is when I see one person, no matter how young or old, their eyes light up and they get hooked on this practice. Yes. I, I say this is my reason. Yes. And this is worth it because yes. I've had many uh, children and adults alike come to me and say this practice changed my life. Yep. So I know that that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. And the power of what you've said is that the resistance that you've come across is often people not knowing what's possible. So sometimes in your beginning, in your origin story, it was resistance to a situation that you were no longer choosing to be part of with your first family and you were choosing to redirect your energy. But ultimately, you've said over and over again that the the connection or the possibility that you're making available for people 
shifts their eyes from the standing resistance to possibility. So reasons and resistance are almost intertwined in that, yes, you can walk away from an experience towards something versus being stuck in an experience. So again, just you've made possibility a thing for a lot of people by continuing to share what has worked for you. That's just a neat visual. I have this, not not quite a circle, like a little spiral, but of sorts that resistance becomes this thing you choose not to stick to, but to move away from knowing, not necessarily knowing where you're going, but knowing where you don't want to be anymore. So again, you've walked away from things and inspired people who are also experiencing things they don't necessarily want to be around or making a reality available that's may not have come up to someone or may not have occurred to someone until your journey. I'm trying to clarify what I'm saying, but ultimately what your reason is to get people present to possibility. Is that a fair summary? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so cool that you just did that for me. I appreciate that because um, you're, you're thinking in this framework of grit and how the reasons um, worked like water around Mm. the resistance. Yes. And uh I do a lot of Qigong and, Mm. you know, us being like water in our nuances, our reasons, our body, our movement. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what I mean. And you just, just worked that out for me on the, I got to go home and like fill in my workbook a little more. I love that. I love that you did that for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I even ever thought of it that way. So amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Reflection. That's the beauty. I'm literally a mirror reflecting what I hear with my own two cents, three cents, seven cents, whatever it is, but that intel is yours for the rest of time. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. And now looking a bit ahead too, one question on your grit growth guide, one question on my grit growth guide, ask people to identify areas in life where it would be easy, hard, or seemingly impossible to make changes. And unlike most gritizens, you said, no area seems impossible because I've practiced a great deal of change in my life. I would love you to tell us a bit about one or two big changes and how your grit got you through. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because um, a lot of people comment on my amazing relationship with change. Mm. I'm not 100% sure where it's been, where it's come from. I believe that it probably came from my parents individually supporting me and saying, wait a minute, you really want to do that? Okay, so take a little bit of my advice or guidance, mm-hmm. or not, but let me present it to you. Yes. And and go for it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. And, and so that, I, I was very empowered by mm-hmm. my mom, my biggest cheerleader, and mm-hmm. my dad, who was always, and still is, always the, uh, the brilliant, uh, supportive person who's going to tell me straight, Mm. He's not going to tell me only what I want to hear. He's mm. going to tell me straight. And he's he's seen a lot and he's had yes. a lot of success. He's very people person oriented, okay. but he knows me well. Yes. So I think maybe that the relationship with change, I've, I've felt that, yeah, my parents said I'm okay. I can do this. I can yes. probably do this. So yeah. that's a funny thing. I'm, I'm, you know, much older than to, to always reflect on something like what my first family did mm-hmm. for me. But that's a, a kind of a, a pretty special thing for me to be able to do because um, it wasn't all pretty. So, yes. but I can pull some beauty out of my first family experience, and yes. so that's what I love. I don't know how far I want to go back to to talk about how grit has gotten me through some big changes. I've I've 
done a lot in my life already where it looks like it, like I said at, at the beginning, it looks like I've really changed and shifted, but it's all been really very much aligned mm-hmm. uh, with my special interests, with my talents and my yeah. aptitudes, as well as with my desire to walk through an open door when I see it. Mm. So as far as... Um, Say something like really real, like um, getting married again, and I have now acquired five children. So I have three of my own, and my two stepchildren, they're all mine. I mean, I I, I just love them all um, as much as I possibly humanly possibly can. Mm -hmm. And that was a big change. So grit. Um, Some obstacles like daily were um, making sure that... I was providing a compassionate, acceptable environment mm-hmm. for my children and for my, my partner. Yes. So that sometimes you have to take a moment to, pe- to, feel, to really feel gratitude. Mm-hmm. And our, when we're tired, it's hard to sometimes feel gratitude. Yep. Um, when, we're, when we're overly busy, we sometimes forget our real good reasons for doing what we're doing. Yes. When um, we're tapped out or overextended uh, or are confused about certain things yep. with, with interpersonal relationships, we can forget how joyful it can be to tap into our in- innovative, creative energy how that itself can recharge you and then um taking time taking time for myself Mm -hmm. totally key as any as any human and then on another level as a parent and then on on another level as a biological mom stepmom and on another level you know just um somebody who wants to be a productive citizen in their in their community yeah so yeah, so as far as my schedule has been concerned, I've always wanted to stay flexible. Yes. And there's no F in grit. Yes. But if there was, <laughs> if it be... was a grift, okay, okay. <laughs> I would have flexibility nice. in there. Okay. So I, I love that I um, can usually find time enough to feel myself getting grounded, mm-hmm. align myself mm-hmm. so that I can remember to feel flexible in Beautiful. yeah, in my interpersonal ways and stuff. I mean, for a big change in my life being going from a, being a classroom teacher, yes. that, that's where my education came and that's yes. probably what everybody should do if they're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people say to me or say about me that I ended up hearing well, that just seems frivolous or, or mm. you know, not um, wise to not use what you're educated in mm-hmm. and go off on your own to do something broadly wellness. Huh? Yeah. So I, uh, I had to use my grit there mm-hmm. to feel grateful for all beings, yes. even, even the ones who misunderstood me or, or didn't get it. And that's yep. okay. Not everybody's going to get me, that's for sure. Um, but to be, also feel grateful for myself and my own wisdom to yes. stay on my course that I believe I should stay mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a creative if I'm anything. Yes. So I know that when I tap into my creativity and I have the passion and really good reasons, mm. 
Mm. I know it's going to be fun. I know mm. it's going to be good. Yes. I just have a, a deep sense of knowing. If it was something where I was going to be creative in a way that somebody told me I should do this because I was good at it and it would be so cool, but I didn't have a really purposeful reason for mm -hmm. doing it, it didn't align with my spirit, Yeah, I would probably make a fool out of myself and it would be awful. Not so, sustainable. Yeah. So, so in those ways, I, I you know, have seen in reflection of my life how my grit, especially these four mm -hmm. um, uh, pieces that we're talking about, really align and have supported my big changes in my life. Beautiful. And what I'm going to pull, especially that I heard quite a bit ago, but still you spoke to in a few different ways, is that idea that part of the reason why no area of change seems impossible is because you are comfortable with open doors. So that that came out of your mouth. I love that imagery because, again, a lot of what navigating obstacles requires of us is to step through a door or to stick our head out a window. And so for you, the it isn't that I know what's on the other side of the door. I've just become comfortable given how many times I've had to change and how many ways change has been possible that I am just comfortable with open doors. So even for listeners, that visual of framing obstacles or challenging situations or challenging relationships as a door. And so there's the idea you can step into it I don't know how it's going. I'm going to step back through the door. But ultimately, to your point, sometimes change doesn't seem impossible because it's just another door. I have choices. I can hold onto the handle. <laughs> I can close the door. I can open it, stick my entire body through. But again, I appreciated that visual. And then the second thing you spoke to around your journey so far has been the idea that you were told by people that the choices you're making were not necessarily the appropriate choices or the best use of resources, but you continue to tap into that knowledge of what fuels you. So there's this intellect versus insight versus inner knowing piece that, again, grit is a great tool for knowing you've picked the right word. So for you, in spite of the reasons that others come up with, the reasons that manifest or reflect what you truly believe are the most important reasons. So I appreciated your description of your words because I now also see it's equally valuable to know the words we picked, but then to use those words to determine who's going to influence us again. So like reasons is a good schema to consider when things are hard, but my reasons are the priority because if I forget that my reasons are going to what make, are going to make me, going to make my efforts sustainable and I pick other people's reasons, I've now created a place where I'm not coming from power. So I, I love those two points again that you can really come back to doors or windows that imagery there and also the word itself applies to the choices you've made but it also means prioritizing your reasons sometimes so thank you for that yeah you know what the one thing you said about w w stepping through a door an open door uh, an open door is uh, uh, something i i actually reflect on all the time mm -hmm. like is this an, is this a door opening mm. is this a, and i say it out loud yes. because it makes it more playful yes. it makes it less scary yep. and it's just a door and yeah. i can i can step back yeah. and the beauty of being comfortable with something yeah. well first of all we can only really be comfortable with something when we practice it right yes. if it's the first time i'm doing the tango i'm not going to be very comfortable doing the uh -huh. tango but I don't know why we're talking tango so much today, but hey, how awesome is that? Movement. So, um, but it gives me the freedom to change back 
to change shift, to mm-hmm. change different, to not have to go from one extreme to another, but to say, I, I peeked in this door, this yes. open door, yeah. and I was able to, um, with my quiet knowing, with my meditation practice, with my yoga practice, with all of my, my, my mindful walking practice, with my tools that mm-hmm. I use that work for Deb, mm-hmm. to know what is um, really speaking to me yes. and giving me a sense of purpose, yes or no, on something, mm-hmm. then it's not guesswork. And instead, it's that sensitive ability to know and trust that peace within, mm-hmm. that wis- inner wisdom, mm-hmm. to then say, you know what? I love that I peeked my head in this door. I love that because how yes. would I ever know otherwise? And I, I don't want to you know, spend my life for the next year wondering, yes. questioning, but I did peek my head in and for now or with th- that group or... In this flavor, no, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to do a, something a little bit different. And that's such freedom mm-hmm. because we're kind of tasting all the flavors and mm-hmm. nuances of our opportunities yes. and possibilities. And then we can be, you know, as as specific as we want. And when we get aligned with something, everybody knows when they get aligned with something, how, yes. how not only smooth and easier it is, mm-hmm. but how much more fun it is and yeah. how much more joy and love you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And building too on your visual of the door for me, it's a bl- it's, it's a basket of blessings. I always say that I had no intention of ever running a business. There are all these things that have happened in my life that I would not have planned for, but I just imagine I have this giant basket of blessings and I literally walk around and this opportunity falls in the basket and I get to look in, whoa, did that just fall in my basket? Oh, that looks kind of scary or oh, what's happening? So to your visual, to your point that there's this opportunity to scope out opportunities if we view them in a way that feels safe so for you it's the opening door for me it's the oh look a basket of blessings another blessing has fallen in so i love inviting that. listeners to really again come up with a visual that allows that approach to be a little safer maybe it's stepping up a stair but i really like that idea that the open door is kind of your jam that's yeah oh i love that I, I love the big basket and you don't know what's coming in it next and you know you just Use your grit and deal with whatever came in. Yep. And sometimes it's, it's, I mean, it's all blessings because even the things that we say no thank you to, those, that's a beautiful piece of learning we just did. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. So good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Your words are so amazing. And I'm going to move on to I because with innovation as your I word and one of your top values is to create new things and ideas, I'm intrigued because a lot of people struggle when they're asked to be innovative, but you actually chose to rely on that strength in the face of obstacles. So what has innovation looked like at Mindful Movement in the past few years when you've navigated countless obstacles in order to serve your clients and your students? Okay, so for an example, mm-hmm. okay, of you get to know me a little bit like yeah. this. All right, so I'm, I work with six-year-olds. I work with 16-year-olds. I work with 26-year-olds, mm. and I work with 96-year-olds. Yes. Literally, actually, she was 94. Yeah. Um, but, okay, 66-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So this practice is for anybody and yes. everybody. So um, when I, I, I'm a very high-energy person, mm-hmm. and it has taken me like a little over a decade to be able to sit still. Mm-hmm. And so with lots of, lots of practice. Yep. And I don't sit still very often, but mm-hmm. I can now, yes. which, was a, which is a really empowerful, empowering thing. Mm-hmm. So... How to make it easier when I'm in front of people who go, oh, my gosh, I can't tame my mind. This is 
which is everybody. Yes. I mean, nobody's really that good at it. Nope. So when we practice, say, aligning with ourselves, feeling our breath, somatically appreciating the senses and what is happening mm. in the body with every in-breath and out-breath, mm -hmm. which slows the mind down. Like yep. this, is, this is the process. Mm -hmm. I needed tools. Okay, so yeah. my creative mind went, I need to make this easier for myself because otherwise my head's going to pop off. It's mm -hmm. excruciating. Yep. So that day I had feathers on my desk. I don't know if everybody keeps feathers on their desk, but I do. So, mm -hmm. so I had a feather and I got an idea to start an I invite you, yes. if you'd like to join me in this practice, it's always invitational, but mm -hmm. if you'd like to join me in, if you don't have a fe feather right now, you could use your two fingers, which also work beautifully. Mm -hmm. And you, if you want to lower your gaze, just so it's a little downcast, and rub the two fingers along your forehead. And just breathe easy, really passive breath. And your awareness can rest on the sensations of the rubbing of your fingers on your forehead. And instead of getting wordy and, and mind chatter and saying, how does this feel? It feels this, feels that. Just feel it. So drop out of thinking and into sensing and feeling. And your mind goes, oh, this is weird. And what are we doing? And how long is she going to do this? Just take a moment. Breathe in and breathe out. And again... Bring your mind back to the sensations of the forehead and the fingers. And then we let that go. And just there, in like 47 seconds or maybe 27 seconds, you brought your awareness to one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And yes, your mind popped from this to that to this to that, but it was a practice in mastering your mind. Mm -hmm. So children do this with me, with feathers or with their fingers or with their soft fluffy toy. Yes. Um, teachers or parents do this for their children to help mm. settle. Okay, it's a really beautiful tool to mm. use. Do you do this for? People do this for their beloved, mm -hmm. their date. Yes. Or their partner. Yes. And we do it for ourselves oftentimes. You know, when you're feeling stressed and you just take it and you rub mm. your forehead or you squish your eyes or whatever yes. we do. But when we ha do that and we have the narrative of, just this right now, mm -hmm. just this, the sensory awareness, um, then it gives our brain a break yep. and it helps our hormone level to regulate a little bit closer to homeostasis yes. so that we get the clarity we need of mind to then move on mm -hmm. and make our choices and do our day and say what we're saying. Don't say what we don't say. Mm -hmm. So that is an example of how my innovation happened. So I, my mind went just exploding with ways to make this accessible because I needed tools yes. because I'm a high energy person that's highly tactile and, and also very visual Yes, and really mobile. Yes. So I needed these things um, to, and so when I started making them up myself mm -hmm. then and practicing with other people, I'd say, what do you want to do right now? And yes. giving freedom for them to access their own likes and dislikes about what they feel like doing right now and they do something and it's in the book like yes. it, it, it that's how this stuff evolved so innovation being um uh accessing then you know in a classroom or in in a wellness lunch and learn at a, at a corporate yes. um, wellness talk yes. me saying okay what do you feel like doing right now that would help 
you relieve stress? First of all, where is it? Is it in your shoulders? Half the people put it up, mm-hmm. up their hand. Okay, what should we do about that right now that's like a kinetic thing yeah. that is a touchy kind of tapping into the physical body? Yes. And cool things that I would never think of come up mm-hmm. and these people create their own tools yes. with because I don't know what's best for you. You know what's best for mm-hmm. you. So anyways, that's that's how it just totally explodes when you start accessing and giving yourself freedom yep. to be creative. Yep. And two things, again, I'm a Gemini, so I always find two things. But um, the first thing is that really what you spoke to is that sense of sometimes what we need to do in the face of obstacles is just be ourselves. It is in the case where this model I'm looking for, this tool I'm looking for may not actually exist. So the obstacle is trusting my inner knowing, trusting my experience, trusting my faith in my output to create tools. So I love that you brought that up. And then the second thing you talked about just at the end was that idea of making space for your clients to be innovative. Sometimes it's not the case that even though I'm the entrepreneur, I own the company, I've created this, I don't know everything that my content could do for you. So I'm similarly, and I can give you a framework to pick your words, but I can't populate your words. So to your point, I know you're experiencing stress somewhere in your body. What do you think would be useful? So I appreciate that part of your business model is not just relying on your own creativity to bring tools to people, but it's also making space for people to create their own tools in a space that will empower their colleagues or their partners or their children. So innovation is two-way street for you, which not every entrepreneur is comfortable saying, let alone making possible. So you're making yourself vulnerable by saying, you know, I have this program, here's what I've produced so far, but also because I'm so service-oriented, what could you add to my services that will make this the most meaningful for you? So bringing innovation, inviting it is vulnerable and crucial to the success of the impact you're having on people. Oh, totally. And that's why I think I describe myself as somebody who shines a light on mm-hmm. someone's best practices, because I don't know what your best practices are going to be. Mm-hmm. How could I possibly know what's right for you? But you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we got to dig deep to yes. figure it out because it's complicated. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but that for me, I feel like, you know, the Mindful Movement Program curriculum is a platform it's okay. Now do we have the creative juices going? Now have we practiced tuning into ourselves to ask ourselves what's best for us in this moment where it means, you know, I want to massage my hands and you want to like roll, do neck rolls. That's a really beautiful starting point for you accessing your own inner wisdom Mm -hmm. because you're trusting yourself with that one baby step. And then you can trust yourself to ask me. And a lot of times I'll say, um, how do you want to feel? Mm. And Ooh. a lot of people don't know. They don't, they know how they don't want to feel. Yes. And that's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, write that side on the, on one page, mm-hmm. but how do you really want to feel? Sometimes it's scary to just say it because what if I feel too much of that? And what if I should have felt some, right? So yep. practices, uh, well, you know, are, we're so habitual that when we practice tapping into what do I want to do right now? Like literally to relieve a little bit of tension out of my jaw, mm. what should I do? Hmm, yep. Maybe this will work. Mm, worked a little bit. Maybe that'll work. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm doing this. I'm going to write this down and do it later too. And then you've empowered yourself yes. to trust your yes. own inner wisdom. Yes. Beautiful. Now, I'm also curious because there's been so much conversation about the usefulness of frameworks and the tools that we give our clients. I would love to hear from you. 
what has changed since the day you got to know your grit? So I really appreciate you giving me your grit um, guides because I have been tapping into my grit, but you have articulated in such a clear way for me that I do visit it often, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. And what has changed? Well, the main thing, I mean, a whole bunch of things have changed okay. um, for sure because because my my grit words really do empower each other. When mm -hmm. I take time to bring them to my awareness, write them down, it just really does mm. something for me. Mm. I, I believe that when we bring energy to an awareness to something, that's when it really expands, right? Yes. So the main thing that has expanded for me is compassion. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I have been able to slow down, to consider my, my purposeful reasons, mm -hmm. to create with inclusivity and compassion, mm -hmm. uh, particularly with, with differences, mm -hmm. and to maneuver around uh, my timeframes mm -hmm. so that um, compassion falls into that for me. Yep. So when I mostly for myself to yes. tell you the truth Good. because I feel um, I have been a self-loather some pretty good mm. times in my life and I feel that um, you know this goal to be good enough is um, per permeates a mm. lot of us mm -hmm. and it has for me and with aligning with my grit mm -hmm. I feel the gratitude for myself before I step into, okay, where's this obstacle and where, how am I going to flow like water around mm -hmm. it and so on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then through that, I, I become more patient yeah. because I, it takes a minute mm -hmm. to come back to my purposeful reasons. Yes. I have to do the work. Yes. Or, or I just feel bad about myself yes. because I'm lost and I'm bumping into walls. Yes. So, and then, and then when I take that time and I find my purpose and I, I know a reason for, for working, flowing like water mm -hmm. around something, yeah. man, that's when my creativity flows and my yes. innovation. Yeah. And all in um, a beautiful dance with time where I don't linger too long on um, those negative um obstacles. Yes. I don't linger too long on the feelings of that. You know, I, I do feel yes. all of my feelings. Yes. I take uh, honoring and respectful time mm -hmm. to feel all of my feels and I absolutely meet them with compassion. Yep. So, so f compassion for me is, is ha it, maybe if you asked people who know me yes. or live with me, yes. to s they'd probably f say maybe compassion is what has really expanded most for Deb. Mm. And then also compassion for others. Yes. Because when I, just like we talked about, when I present an opportunity to feel a little bit of um, stress reduction. Mm -hmm. Like this is the time you're allowed, we're allowed this for five minutes. Yes. Let's do this for five minutes. What should we do? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start some creative juices flowing. I'm going to do something that might work for you. Yep. It works for me. My, it worked for somebody yesterday, mm -hmm. but then we're going to tap into what works for you. Yep. There's just, a, there's just compassion through that whole thing yep. because you probably gave me a great idea for me to mm -hmm. do later, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. And so it's inspiring. And, um, you know, uh, other things that have happened for me is I felt more empowered to take risks. Yes. Um, you know, when I have a grit map, yes. I, 
feel way more comfortable to take a risk Beautiful. or to make a step or step through that open door Amazing. than if I don't have my grip map. Amazing. My compass. So grateful for that because yeah. you are someone, again, you've articulated in quite a few ways how much self-discovery, self-exploration work you've been doing your entire career. You talked a lot about how you've been open to change for a decade. So I'm grateful as the creator of this particular framework that there's something in it for you. And whether it's that new vocabulary or that ability to be aware of what you've already been bringing the whole time, I'm so grateful that you've been so clear on what has changed. Oh, I'm just more than grateful for it, for Thank your work. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then, of course, knowing how much you've built through the Mindful Movement program, where can listeners learn more about you? Where can they see some of your work? How do they find you online? Please tell us how to connect. Yes, so the Mindful Movement program uh, is um, broad. So we teach in schools and we teach individual people. We teach in corporate wellness. Mm -hmm. We teach in social groups. Um, and we run retreats. <laughs> so, yes. so the website is www.mindfulmovement.com but mindful is spelt with a y mm -hmm. so it's m y n d f u l and that's because my mindfulness yes is a little different than yours yes. and it's perfect yes. that way so mindfulmovement with a y mm -hmm. .com is the website there's also a mindful movement program youtube channel that's I, a lot of them are, uh, the, the videos are short, you know, four minute long, and they're to help, a lot of them are to help parents and teachers or to present it on the whiteboard for classrooms um, or at home on, yes. or, you know, mm -hmm. when, when children are seated in the back seat and they're yes. in their booster and they can watch or, um, you know, a teen, there's a, there's a playlist that millennials have guided mm -hmm. uh, for youth and young adults and grownups too. Yes. Um that um, are mindful movement activity based okay. and just to tap into mindful listening and mindful seeing gratitude and, and mindful movement. So, so that's where you can find me um, on Instagram. It's mindful movement is the handle. Yep. There's also a Deb Taylor life that's similar. And that's a, that's a little bit more of my personal want to get to know me kind of okay. uh, platform on Instagram, but Instagram is mindful movement. Amazing. Thank you so much for your insights, for your ability to even get me stumbling over words because I've seen, heard, and felt so much in one little bit of time. So I am just beyond grateful for your expertise, again, your intellect, your ability to articulate, your love of movement, and the time that you have chosen to spend going through your reasons with me and listeners. Thank you, Deb. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you so much for letting me share. Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. This episode was recorded and mixed at Music Box by Jim Spiru. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.